Okay, always kicking us off on a Tuesday for the segment is Lyra with something inside so strong. And, you know, the only way we can fully realize this potential that we have, of course, is if we are able to create clean environments around us. And, yeah, never mind the tone in my voice. So Max is a knowledgepreneur, a speaker and author. So Max, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kathy. So it's September, it's spring month, it's out with the old and in with the new. Very easy to do spring cleaning about around the house, you know, um, but perhaps not so easy to do spring cleaning around some of the personal aspects of our lives, whether it's people, whether it's work, whether it's things. And you're going to help us with that today. Absolutely, Kathy. It's a a very interesting subject. And it's saying September, time for new growth, time for rebirth, you know, regeneration. Uh, It's a beautiful time to do that. And what is more interesting is that there's a scientific evidence that points a clear correlation between a clean environment and the functioning of the brain. In a clean environment, your mind sends better and faster uh, uh, vortex and, you know, into your brain, the brain waves. That enhances your mind, you know, that can help your mind to reach its peak performance. And that only being influenced by a clean environment. It's amazing, Kathy, what environment does and what type of impact the mm. environment has on our functioning, on our attitude in life and on our general success. So we're talking about clean environments, but of course we know it's not limited to a physical environment. Absolutely. It's not limited to a to a physical in, in environment because environment could be because success is a science, uh, Kathy. Attitude is a science. In other words, it's a product of doing things in a certain way. So if you are to become successful, if you are to have a positive attitude, it means you need to work to create an environment mm. where success can thrive. So like you're saying, it can be physical, but it's not only limited to physical. It could be an environment around you that have you created an environment that actually accommodates or is actually conducive uh, for, for success. So that becomes important. And I think I need to, to note that the environment that we live in is a mirror or a reflection of our mental environment or our attitude. In other words, our environment is a reflection of our mental attitude and our spiritual outlook towards life. And this is because there's a direct proportion between the state of our environment and our behavior. And most of the time, the condition of our environment is a consequence of a human behavior. So we can change the environment that we find ourselves in. How do we begin to identify these behaviors that are leading perhaps to a cluttering of our environment, that are leading to toxicity within our environment and and in turn that is strangling us, that is preventing us from growing any further than where we are? Yeah. There, There is a correlation between a behavior or an attitude of laziness between negative people 
between nagging ne- uh, people and and filthy environment. And the opposite is true. So you start to see, I mean, look at the people who always complain, people who are always, who are lazy, people who procrastinate in what they are doing, people who have a, neg- I mean, a nagging attitude most of the time. There's a clear correlation. Look at the environment that they find themselves in. And I like the fact that you emphasize that this is not only limited to a, to a physical environment. Who do you spend most of your time with? You know, where do you spend most of, what do you spend most of your time watching? You know, uh, what do you spend of your time reading? How do you, so there's that behavior that shows you that actually there's a problem and you don't see anything wrong with the environment that you find yourself in. And that is something, the environment that we find ourselves in is behavioral. So it's based on, mm. it's a human behavior that causes that particular environment. So those are the small things that you can actually spot in people and you can tell that this one is actually related to a certain behavioral pattern. So because it is behavioral, sometimes given how people are socialized, it's not easy for them to tell that the way that they they live their lives can be different because it's all they've ever known. And if it's all that one is surrounded by, there's no reason to question it fully. So yeah. how do you begin to to take a step back and evaluate the environment in your life and evaluate whether or not it it is this environment that is contributing to your success or your failure? Yeah. Very important question, Kathy. I, I normally say to people, you know, it's your mentality and not your ability that can crack your success code. And you are right. There are so many people who are gifted, you know, some people who have the ability, but because they are in this environment, but I'm saying everything that we are right now, Kathy, is what we have learned from somebody. And you are right, socialization, how we are socialized. But the big question you need to ask yourself, who am I and what do I want, number one. So does this environment that I find myself in enable me to get where I want to be? And I'm going to make an example of socialization. You grow up in a family situation where you have been doing things this particular way. You know, we pass this habit generational through our lifestyle, through our thinking patterns. But at some point, you need to ask yourself as an individual. Uh, what do I want in life? Who am I? And then it's, it's possible that we can unlearn certain things. Of course, it's not going to be easy because we need to create a habitual mode. But you stop and say, is this environment, is this organization of my life leading me into the direction where I want to go? And when you get the answer, you say, what type of environment I need to? So to answer your question direct, I'm saying you need to pause, evaluate, but also and unlearn a lot of things that you have learned so that you can start now and say, what is it that I'm going to improve? What specific areas in my life that I am going to improve that are going to help me to become a better person and to unlearn certain things that I have learned? It's almost impossible to change environments without also changing people. Absolutely. That is why the change within, Kathy, becomes very, very important in influencing the change without. You cannot change the environment outside if you don't change the internal environment. And where does that start? For instance, 
you cannot change the environment outside of you if you have not changed the, 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 your mental environment, if you have not cleansed your mind, if you have not cleansed your attitude. That's where you need to start because you cannot see that change outside of you if you fail to see it inside of you. So some people will say, I want to change people outside. That's not where you start. You start changing the environment inside of you. The temperature that is inside of you will actually give you an edge to start now to see those significant small changes that you make inside of you. They will have a significant impact in the change in the environment outside of you. Oftentimes, you know, when people are transitioning from one phase of their lives to another, it becomes difficult to break off relationships with some people. Um, And I, I use the word relationships here applying to the full spectrum of types of relationships that people can have. And... You know, because sometimes it's not even that anybody has done anything wrong to you, that, you know, this person is a good person and they are um, a a good friend, but perhaps may not fit where you want to go in your life and you have identified them as potentially being a stumbling block to where you want to be. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful one, Katie. I say to people, there are two types of people who come into our lives and who form our environment. Number one, these are the people who are meant to be in our lives for a lifetime. But there's a problem about such people because it's only 1%. Even our siblings, even our blood-related family do not have the guarantee that they will be in our lives forever. Sometimes we cut ties with them. But what I'm saying is it's 1%. Now, it means 99% of the people that you will come across in your life, at work, in business, everywhere, these are people who come in our life for a season. Now, here's the catch. Everyone who comes into your life, they come for a particular season and for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. But we need to know when their season has come to an end in our lives so that we can let them go. And you said something important that, we let these people go in our life, not because they are bad people, no. It's because they have fulfilled the part for which they were tasked to do in our life. But we need to let them go. No one can be in, in the same level as you can take you to the next level. No matter how great a product may be, when it reaches an expiry date, it becomes poisonous. She was a great friend five years back, but she's no longer part of the new path of your life. And it does not make her a dead person. You are now a V12 engine. You cannot run with a 1400 engine. Not because of default and not because there's something wrong. It's because now you're on a different season and stage of your life. We need to grow the audacity to say goodbye because this season of our life demands new levels and new chapters. How do you know when you have reached that season with a job? Because I think it's it's also possible to reach that season Absolutely. with with a job, a career. Uh, when you've reached that space with uh, with an individual, like you're saying, in different types of um, relationships, friendships that people will have, are they telltale signs that maybe this is where one begins to question? if 
you know, if yeah. this journey, if this person is still fit for yeah. purpose in terms of the journey I'm on. And is it also not, not a bit selfish? Because, you know, <laughs> friends, friendships and, you know, they, uh, work is different, but friends are supposed to be there for, despite it all, you know. So is it not selfish to say, um, actually, I don't think you are helping me with, with, where, you're go- with, with where I'm going. You're a great person, but yeah. I just don't think you're part of my journey anymore. You know, Casey, and the latter part of your question, I mean, there are people that guys that I grew up with, uh, and obviously after 20 years later, uh, the conversation, the only thing we can talk about is about at school, you know, what we used to do, blah, blah. But there's no actually inspiration or challenge to become better people. It's just high, high and all. But it's not the type of the guy that I can sit down with and discuss, that does not inspire me. Now it becomes an acquaintance. And I'm kind enough to understand that there's nothing wrong about that because we are in different seasons of our lives. So probably there are people who make more sense to him or to her different because of the past and their outlook to, to, to life. So it's not basically selfish. It is looking out for yourself and self-love. But I want to comment on that question of work because it becomes very important. You say, how do you know? I normally make an example, Casey, with a flower pot. Uh, there are trees that we put in the, in the flower pot. And the flower pot can be conducive and can be good for that moment. But when this tree grows, the roots start to deepen and they stretch out. They break out the flower pot. Now, it means this is the time for you to take out this tree. The tree has become better, I mean, bigger than the environment that it finds itself in. It happens very often in the work environment when it no longer inspires you, when it no longer, no, no longer challenges you. And sometimes because you have outgrown it, and there's nothing wrong about that, Kevin. I say to people, if we can outgrow our shoes, if we can outgrow our clothes, if we can outgrow so many things in our life, what makes us think that we cannot outgrow our thoughts, our interests, you know, outgrow our jobs? So, you know, and the problem with people like that, who have outgrown an environment, but they still stick with it, like in a job situation, they become disruptive at work. You know, they, they mess up things. Then, you know, this is the time for them to go, to look out for something else, because they are in a season or at a time where their purpose demands something bigger. And unfortunately, the job that you find yourself in is no longer providing that. What are the dangers of not responding to some of these telltale signs? And, you know, we, one is watching their lives, they're realizing that, look, um, it's time for a change, but you don't listen. There are three ways in which we can change, uh, Kathy, or through which change come in our lives. It can come through choice, where you voluntarily make that, 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 that change. Number two, it can come through change, you know, just, you know, it happens. But there's through crisis. One of the dangers is you don't move when the signs or ignore them. Crisis will actually force you to move out of that situation. And one of the dangers is, I said, you become disruptive in what you are doing. You start to spoil so many relationships. You become to pick and get into a fight with every, with every person that you come across. But most importantly, it's about the internal damage that that does to you. Because you are not happy, because you are not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it becomes more toxic inside of you more than the outside world that you find yourself in. And I guess the truth is everyone who has reached that state, they know deep down 
that I have reached that stage. I want to go. That's why some people go into depression. Some people go into other mental health states. It's because they have hit the roof, they can no longer grow. They become very dangerous, not only to other people, but they become a danger to themselves. So, Max, knowledgepreneur, speaker, and author, let me thank you so much for your time today and for this really insightful engagement. Thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure, uh, Katie. I give thanks. All right. Uh, So, Max, there. So, you heard it from the man himself, the knowledgepreneur himself. It's so difficult to uh, do some of these things, but ultimately, you just have to take that step, right? You have to take that leap. Otherwise, you run the risk of becoming frustrated and depressed. And as you're saying, as he was saying, a complete loss of quality of life if you leave some of these things unattended. It's 11 o'clock and Musa is standing by with your latest news update.